Hello there, Matthew J. Elliott here, taking time out from doing British things like correcting people's grammar and... Well, that's it really, to congratulate you, the listener, for selecting the True Blue Riffcast. Yes, you could have picked any one of the thousands of Riff Tracks themed podcasts on the web, but your perspicacity led you to seek out the number one Riff Tracks podcast, and for that, you should be commended. Now I'm going to turn you over to your hosts, Dave and Jeremy, and I shall board a flight back to England without even so much as the boxed lunch I'd been promised. Thank you, Matthew J. Elliott. This is indeed the True Blue Riffcast, the number one Riff Tracks podcast in the world. I am Jeremy, and I'm joined, as always, by... Hey, everybody. I'm Dave. Jeremy, I, I have a question, all, in all honesty. Yes, sir. Who the hell likes seltzer water? I have no idea. This is it's not disgusting. Me. It's like the only soda in the house right now. And like, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, the podcast is starting and I didn't want to go all the way up to the convenience store on the corner. It takes like 15 minutes to get up there, 15 minutes to get back. Uh, so I was like, well, we have seltzer water here and it's 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 vile. It is disgusting. I agree. One hundred percent. I don't understand how people can drink this. I mean, I'm drinking it now, but. I'm not happy about it. Oh, God, this is awful. Ugh. It's probably the same type of people who like to watch movies like, uh, you know, Birdemic Shock and Terror, unironically unriffed. So no one who what I un, like. OK, unironically, who watches a James Wen film? <laughs> There, there might be some people, and we actually have something to talk about related to that here in uh, just a minute. We're also going to be talking about uh, one of his other movies, Replica, and the Riff Tracks release of Gumby the Movie. Yeah, we got some words to say about that. Was a thing for some reason. But first, before we get to any of that, Dave, we get to talk about the box office. The what now? The box office. It's a thing again, apparently. Oh, wow. It's just, it, it seems like, how long has it been? About 10 billion years? <laughs> it feels like it's been forever. Like, it, it's it's been at least a year, over a year, since, we, since we've been able to even mention totals for this, so. But, yeah, everything's opening back up. I even got theaters around here opening. In fact, uh, Rift Tracks just put the the tickets for their live show of Hobgoblins up for sale yesterday. And there's a theater nearby that I get to go to, to watch it. Wow. It's been like two years, over two years since I got to go see the live shows. And no, it's not the same. It's not the same uh, theater because they went bankrupt before, before everything shut down. So nice. I mean, that's, so that's what they get. <laughs> so you know, I, but I was about to say, are you are 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 you are you that petty? Yes. Are you that petty? <laughs> yes. Yes. You're I gonna am, be able man. to ask me that question here <laughs> in a few minutes. But let's talk about the box office. Yeah. So number one movie, the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, uh, brought in a little over eleven million dollars. The what? It's the sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard with Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson, except now it's got his wife played by Salma Hayek in it. What kind of direct-to-video title is this? The Hitman's <laughs> Yeah. The Hitman's Bodyguard. I never I've never heard of this movie and it has a sequel? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> 
our, our number two movie is A Quiet Place Part Two. I've heard uh, about that. Nine million, which actually has a total theatrical gross so far of a hundred and twenty four point nine million dollars. Is that good or bad? Crazy. Well, considering everything's been shut down, I think that's pretty dang good. Their number three movie is Peter Rabbit to the Runaway, because people are thirsty for children's content. I guess. What the hell's wrong with the movies? <laughs> the fourth movie, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. What is with these titles? I like, don't know, man. And then number five is Cruella. So at least that one's you know a more normal name, I guess. But Cruella looks fun. I know a lot of people were were ragging on it, and I'm not saying that because I think what's her name is hot. But it looked like it was a fun time. Yeah, I didn't it, it see could it. Be interesting, but you know, I don't think it's for me. Now we'll we'll wait till it shows up on the uh, the standard tier of Disney Plus. Yeah, I was about to say it's already on Disney Plus. Yeah, I just don't want to pay thirty bucks to watch it yet. We'll wait a little bit longer. Don't pay. Okay, quarantine's over. All right. All that crap is is done. We're moving on with our lives. Like it's been decided. If you did it for Mortal Kombat, you're especially stupid. But we won't get into that again. <laughs> yeah, we already we already had enough fun talking about Mortal Kombat. Oh man. But but speaking of things that are going to be fun to talk about, we really have to uh, talk about uh, James Wen here. Oh, God, oh jeez, you know. When we first started this podcast, I was like, we're not going to say this man's name. We're not going to talk about him. If we're going to talk about him, we're going to refer to him as Jimmy Noodles, blah, 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 because, you know, I, I still wasn't over it. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to episode whatever the hell, the rise and fall of Mystery Science, Science Storybook, and you'll get the whole story. Um, his Twitter feed the um, the at movie head pick. Oh boy! Twitter feed is pretty amazing. Uh, should we start at the top? Yeah, let's let's start with the with the most recent thing. Okay. Uh, so we've got like just an image for the first for the first thing, and it's a uh, birdemic shock and terror. Who will survive? And then underneath that, it says the birdemic show. It's an online Zoom screaming, screaming, screening of Birdemic Shock and Terror with a uh, intro and Q&A with James Wen. And it's $10 a pop. And if you go to thebirdemicshow.com, you'll find a very terribly designed website. This is the worst website like I, I can't, I can't describe how badly designed this, this, this web, two thousand three web spotter kind of website this is. The best, the best part about this. Okay, I'm, I'm looking at the event time, and we kind of looked at this beforehand, and I just saw that it was on July thirtieth. Uh, I didn't notice the time for it. It's at seven p.m. Pacific time, so that means it doesn't matter. Even if I have to work, I'll still be able to come home and catch this when it starts. Okay, so and I'm so, very tempted to do so because, uh, yeah, I just I want to cause problems. <laughs> Here's the thing with this: I know a lot of people out there. Dave, are you gonna go to this? The answer is probably not. 
because uh, um, not because I don't want to pay him ten dollars. I don't, but I don't. I don't trust myself because uh, to not hijack the thing and make it all about me. Um, because yeah, it's been five years since this, since all this happened between me and him, and like. Sometimes I think I'm over it and then like sometimes I like really think about it and I'll still get really angry. I don't trust myself to not just completely like just like be in the comments and just start haranguing him about what an awful person he is. (laughs) And be like, hey, you remember me? Hashtag the North remembers like, and then just that, like, force him to, like, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't know, because, like, you know, just, like, judging from these graphics, he's not going to know how to ban somebody from a Zoom meeting. Hmm. So I could just, like, run wild in there. He's an idiot. <sighs> well, he might have somebody in there, like, running it for him. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, he might. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a chance. Um. But that's not all, guys. If, oh, if no, you scroll it down, it gets worse because you go down to uh, June 21st and he's got a picture of the uh, the bus, the double-decker bus. Oh, gosh. And, and you know what I'm talking about when I say that, if you've seen Birdemic. Welcome back to the edit, everybody. The double-decker bus from Birdemic. Yes, I can speak. Thank you very much. It's uh, Go ahead and, um, Jeremy, read the tweet. All right, Cameron's in restaurant and pub in Perdem. And per- see now, I now you, you got me with it. <laughs> Cameron's in restaurant and pub in Birdemic One will be in Birdemic Three. Filming will be on the double decker bus. Even more, Birdemic. Oh my gosh, I can't believe this part. This this Birdemic Fest 2021 will be at Cameron's Inn on September 11th, 2021. Okay, so if I'm hearing this right, uh, Birdemic Fest, which I guess is a thing that he's doing, but I guarantee he's not going to have his turnout is going to be terrible because he's destroyed his brand because he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, is is he's, he's he's going to hold Birdemic Fest on the 20th anniversary of the September 11th attacks? Yeah, he's going to be talking about dive bombing exploding birds on September 11th. James. On, James. On, on 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 the 20th anniversary <sighs> of September 11th. James, no. Okay, and then we go down another tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> we got another another video. This is a video. This is a statement on the status of Birdemic Three production. And uh, you know what? It's uh, it's fifty seven seconds long. So we're just uh, here. Just just listen. Just listen. Hi. I'm James, a win, the creator of Birdemic and the, AKA the Birdemic guy. And I just want to kind of like update you uh, the status of the Birdemic free production. Uh, and I have great news. The, uh, 
is that it looks like that uh, the production, the pandemic three production is going to be complete uh, before the end of the year, twenty twenty one, and that uh, the uh, the the pandemic three will be released in early two thousand twenty two, and so uh, I'm very excited about that and. Uh, and look, uh, I look forward to do the Pandemic 3 tour, world tour, and uh, perhaps meet the fans again in, the, in, a, in a real movie theater, uh, you know, and uh, I'm excited. And so, uh, happy Birdemic! Happy Birdemic! Happy Birdemic! Yeah, go to hell! Like, you what is that even supposed to be? I don't <laughs> happy know. Happy Birdemic! Happy Birdemic, everybody! Oh man. Okay, so then you scroll down a little bit more. Oh, there's to more. The next tweet. <laughs> oh, this. Directing- oh my god. <laughs> Besides directing Birdemic Three, James Wen is producing a documentary film, Hitchcock and Romance, about Hitchcock's greatest romantic thriller, Vertigo. <sighs> he replied to that tweet with the thumbs up emoji. He did? Hang yep. on. Let me hold on. I don't want to spill seltzer water all over my computer. Okay. Somebody replied, hardest working guy in the industry uh, on the 19th. And then on the 20th, he just replied just to the tweet with a thumbs up thing. Not not even to the person who said hardest working guy in the industry. Just to himself. Hit the Mr. thumbs up tweet. Okay. Well, here's something else he replied to. Mr. Dan Earlier. AKA Mr. Vertigo will be the narrator slash host of Hitchcock and romance. Okay. Um, who's Mr. Vertigo? I haven't seen this movie. I, I'm going to be I, honest. I don't I, know. I know James Stewart and Kim Novak, <laughs> the, the people from the movie. And of course, Alfred Hitchcock. I know who he is, but I've never watched Vertigo. Not out of a yeah. lack of wanting really, I guess just, I, I don't, I don't really care Dan one way or the other. Orlier. Okay, so this guy, Dan Orlier, he's a writer. He's like he's on Twitter. Author of Vertigo, the making of a Hitchcock classic. So I guess. So James a- is just mm-hmm. adapting that into a movie? I suppose. Well, this I guy's Twitter feed is kind of weird. That's it. we still got plenty to talk about with James here. We don't okay, need to dive right, down okay, yeah. Let's not let's not get distracted. Just just Google <laughs> that guy's name and look at his Twitter feed. It's weird. I think he's oh he's he's retweeting all of he's retweeting all of James Wen's tweets. Okay, yeah. So if you just go to at moviehead again, that's uh, that's James Wen's uh, Twitter account here. But and then if you scroll down a little bit more. We've got uh, a Birdemic 3 production still of Ryan Lord, who plays Evan in Birdemic 3, in the Tesla Model 3 in the opening Ugh. scene. So if this is in the opening scene, oh, God. dude's parked in a handicapped spot. Not no, okay. even in the handicapped spot, me. in the side in the, loading. The unloading, yeah, the unloading yeah. spot. So he's like, uh, so the handicapped people can park there. They just they can't just get out. Can't yeah. get out. And then oh. there's another production still from May 29th. It, what? Who is, what? So oh, I guess he is filming it. Um, what so the hell? There's like, is that like a crew of three people? Because there's... They're the actors? There's the sound guy. 
There's well, James. yeah, not counting the actors, just the crew. Yeah. And then there's whoever took this picture. <laughs> yeah, okay, so there's Jimmy Noodles behind the behind the um behind the camera. Then there's um the guy who played the detective in uh in Replica, I'm assuming. Uh then um <laughs> Dr. Jones is taking the um He's taking the picture. Look how ramrod straight this this Evan dude is just standing there. He's like at full attention. Like yeah, he's like look at like this is my impression of an erection. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to have the same walking problems as Rod. From this picture, it looks like that would be a yes. Yeah. Like is he doing oh, this man. ironically, the way people accuse uh, Birdemic Two of being, or I don't know because. That that's just gonna make it even worse. Like, I don't know. Man. I'm not. But we're not done talking about James Wen yet. We're done talking about his Twitter account because we're back Are to we? stuff we've already covered. Yeah. Uh but now we get to talk about uh, his some more of his movie making prowess. Yes, or lack thereof. With you remember. Replica. Yeah, you you remember back three months ago when I said that we were gonna uh, talk about replica on the podcast? Yeah, um, sorry we're finally that, getting around to it now. We, I just okay. I'm gonna give a slight explanation here. I just started no, you don't a new have job. To. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going to. Oh, okay. I just started a new job, and uh, it's full time, and it's mostly during the day, so. Uh, by the time that is I good. get home from work, uh, my co-host, Mr. Chadwick here is usually uh, probably unconscious and, or getting ready for work. So it's well, kind I, well, of uh, what time do you get? What, what, what time do you get home? Uh, I get home at uh, five thirty my time. So that's two thirty your time. Oh, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, I will be asleep by two thirty. Oh, three thirty. I'm asleep. Yeah, so um, he'll be yeah. sleeping when I get home, and you know, so it just we we had to try and figure out a a new time to to record this, and we did, and and I think we're going to be able to make this work uh, as it as it is now. So hopefully, we'll be back on a regular schedule again. Well, I'll tell you of, what, that might be getting a little bit better if I can um uh, if I can launch a new uh, freelance platform. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, man. This this nightlife thing, I'm not about it anymore. I've been doing this for a year, and I feel isolated from everything, and it's starting to mess with me. Um, so uh, things might be changing if I can if I can launch a successful new freelance platform for as far as like graphic design services and other production services and all that and equal the income that I get doing this insane overnight job that I have now, uh, then I'll be able to be like, just buy a bitch and uh, just get back to doing what I was doing before. Only making money. Yay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, um, that's a little bit of a, a little inside you know, behind the scenes kind of, kind of talk from, from, yeah, from, 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 from Dave and Jeremy behind yes. the scenes talk <laughs> behind the scenes talk for Dave and Jeremy. And was also, while I, while I'm thinking about it, uh, we're, we're halfway through the year. 
Yeah. And uh, so that means in uh, a couple weeks here, we're going to be recapping the Ooh. first six months of Rift Tracks, which is good because, um, you know, with the, the bad schedule we've had, we've missed a lot. Yeah. So we got a lot to talk about. I'm sure it'll be broke up into multiple episodes. And uh, yeah, look forward to that very soon, at least a, a couple episodes from now. But back back to replica. Let's. Uh... Okay, so I watched this this morning before we started the podcast, and um, I haven't seen it in a while. I did a, a parody of it for Storybook, um, and uh, you know, we talked a little bit about we we've talked about the controversy between myself and Mister James Wen before so we're not going to get into the details of it uh, long story short i uh i did parodies of his movies and uh he threatened to sue me and had all my work taken down off amazon and it was a big it was a big deal and i hate him because of it but um let's talk a little bit about uh, the history of of the movie to begin with. Uh, this movie was unreleased for a very long time. It was actually the second movie that he made. The first movie he made was Julian Jack that we all know and love. I don't think we've talked yep. about Julian Jack on the podcast, have we? I don't believe so. I'll well, check while you talk. <laughs> well, let's do that if we haven't. <laughs> um, I know we've talked about Birdemic extensively. Um but he made Julian Jack, then he made Replica, and apparently it was so bad that he never released it. And he was right to do that because it's <laughs> awful. Um, it, it, it takes it takes several steps back from Julian Jack. Julian Jack is actually a a vastly superior film film to Replica. I think oh, a yes. lot of a, a lot of that has to do with um, some uh, technical. Uh, I don't want to say I don't I don't want to call him brave, but he took some chances that with with technology that did not pay off. <laughs> um, yeah, the, yeah, that's we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, that, that did, didn't pay off at all. Um, so he, he just never released it. And so, you know. Uh, then Birdemic happens, it becomes a world worldwide phenomenon. They do it on Rift Tracks. Uh, he does with other people what he did with me and that he just alienates everybody and is a complete dickwad to everybody everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and he destroys his brand and he needs to make money. Uh, so he uh, he sold the riffing rights or the license of Julian Jack to Riff Tracks. And then about a year and a half later, Rift Tracks releases the unriffed version of Replica for the first time. Now I got Unriffed. That. Unriffed. I think that that is, you know, I think this is the first movie that Rift Tracks like exclusively released first to the world. Yes. Um so that was a big deal. And I got that and watched it first, and it's just like this is amazing. Like this is just and, you know, like watching it, like I, I, I honestly like I can't separate what happened between me and him from uh, me watching his stuff. It's just not possible. So <laughs> I can't sit here and pretend like I'm able to do that because I can't. 
Um, I mean, I could sit here and lie to you guys, but I don't want to do that. So I'm just sitting there watching it, you know, getting angry and laughing at how what a big stupid idiot he is. Uh, and you know, then they release the riff, and the riff is hilarious. R- riff is the best riff of 2017, probably. I guess we can get into the movie, the movie itself. Uh, so basically, story is uh, Joe is a is a software salesman. <laughs> Write what you know, right? Isn't that what they say? Yeah, because um, the the guy in Julian Jack, I, Julian uh, Jack, in Julian Jack is a computer chip salesman, Stella Chip, and in Replica, they're selling. He's just a software salesman. I think it's like Wonder Chip or something. Joe is uh, he's recently has had a life saving uh, kidney transplant. <laughs> from his doctor, Dr. Evelyn. Now, Dr. Evelyn also runs uh, Future Tech or some garbage. Uh, I just watched this and I can't remember the generic stupid ass names. Because it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. With uh, with Dr. Evelyn is, who was his uh, life-saving kidney surgeon, kidney transplant surgeon, uh, she works with Dr. G at Future Tech, we'll, we'll call it. <laughs> and uh, Future Tech, unbeknownst to uh, Dr. Evelyn, is cloning people. But this, th- this isn't revealed until, until much later. Yeah. Um, so Joe is basically stalking his, his transplant search. <laughs> Like he follow, like he calls her several times, asks her on a date. She keeps rejecting him. Time like, no, screw you. You're weird. Click like, or this is inappropriate. I'm your doctor. And so it's like, you sure are persistent, aren't you? I'm like, yes. Well, that's what stalkers do. They're, uh, <laughs> you know, they're persistent. They have no sense of of boundaries, and you know, taking rejection and. He's getting into trouble at work because he sucks at his job. And his, his boss yells at him, be like, hey, kidney transplant guy, Joe, if you don't start making your quote, I'm going to fire you. And I don't care if you're just I don't care if you're recovering from from a kidney transplant. It's like, OK, fine, you dick. So uh, instead of uh, like um, pounding the pavement or whatever, he decides to further stalk his transplant surgeon until she finally relents and says yes. So they go on a date and fall in love, which is, it's all very meh. Um, <laughs> because he starts dating her, I guess because of all the humping, he's in a better mood and he gets to uh, like, like he's able to close lots more sales. And in like the next meeting, like the boss man is like, okay, Joe, uh, why aren't every, why isn't everybody else like Joe here? Two months ago, he uh, was I was gonna fire him, and now he's the top salesman. And then Mike makes this joke, beating out all the rest of the two of you. Um, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So there's there's I two. Watched, other, I haven't watched yeah. this, and I I did not rewatch it for this. Yeah. Um. But uh, I. I, I enjoyed rewatching it. Now, I guess now is the uh, before we continue on because things get crazy at this point. 
I suppose now we should talk about the technical choices that James Wen made for uh, for for this movie. <laughs> the quote technical choices. Yeah, whenever they go into pretty much most of the interiors. Yeah, like 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 a lot of the interiors. Well, okay, a, a lot of the workplace interiors. Let's say. Yeah, yeah, workplace interiors. James Wen uses this. Um, this sort of this sort of like weird proprietary green screen technology, and he uses it very badly. Yes, he uh, does. Everything is flat behind the people, and it's it's also like these gigantic wide shots. <laughs> like 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 he doesn't zoom in on 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 people and like you know crop them into like a a setting that you would nope. expect people to be in. No, they're big huge wide shots and everything is like flat like 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 right behind them. Everything's huge. They're all like tiny in these <laughs> wide shots. And you can totally tell like that they're just flat pictures behind them. That is just a JPEG and it's like it's not realistic and not just because of the perspective, but because he uses images of, I guess, places that don't exist that are like, that are like hyper futuristic and just weird. Yeah. And, and he like, uh, it, they describe it best as that uh, it looks they look less realistic than Lisa Frank Trapper Keepers. <laughs> Did Rift Track say that? Yes, that's in their description. Oh, is that okay? It's in this. I don't read those because I just I just buy stuff. But <laughs> oh man! But then okay, so we've got all these terrible, terrible effects, including the Wonder Chip Nano two thousand or three thousand or whatever the heck it was called. Yeah, whatever. But. Uh... What we do get from this movie, before everything goes off the rails, we get the greatest car crash in cinematic history. That's where I was going. That's where I was going. Okay. Oh, my gosh. The greatest car crash. Guys, I'm not underselling this here. The the only one that comes close is from Earth Angel. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought about that. I think we talked about it when we talked about Earth Angel. Yeah. Oh, this one is is just beautiful. Okay, so um, so Joe and Evelyn are uh, after they get done it, the the weirdest make out love making scene <laughs> where she's she <laughs> she's she's straddling him. She's in a bikini. It's so weird. On a sexual sofa, and he's fully clothed. Like, what's happening? Oh, and then we get the scene. Isn't this where they show the clip from Julian Jack? Like, they're watching it on the TV? I think I think it might be because I think this is also where, like, he justifies giving uh, Tippi Hedren uh, cameo credit. Yeah. Yes. He does that in Birdemic too, and he also yeah. did that. He also did that with Christopher Reeve. Christopher Reeve is on the IMDb page of, of Replica. But anyway, what? yeah, go there, go there, man. Where the hell does he show up? He shows up at the beginning when when oh, when, when, when they're panning. Remember? Right. Okay, yeah, I skipped that part. After that, what's her face? Evelyn's got to go to work. And Dr. She's Girlfriend like, has to yeah, leave. Dr. Girlfriend has to leave. 
And so she gets in, uh, she gets in her car, pulls out onto Burdemic Drive her, there. Her little sedan. Yeah. And um, pulls away and another car driving very slowly towards her. And they're both, they're going, both going like, going, like, like, like two miles. Not, it's not a joke. It's not like, oh, they're going super slow. No, like I can't imagine them going any faster than five miles an hour at this point. No, like they have their feet completely off the gas pedal and it's yeah. just kind of like. And then, so, like, movement. you see these cars just, like, going towards each other, and you can tell that they're slowing down as they get closer, and then it goes to, <laughs> then it hits black, and then there's a, a crash sound effect, and then smash cut graveyard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so good. Like- no, just, like, dude, Kevin's reaction was, like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing when I watched it unrift the first time. And like Kevin's reaction in the rift version, it's just like, I can't imagine that not being his, his genuine reaction, seeing it the first time. <laughs> oh so anyway, that this happens. Is, she's like, she's dead. Movie. Yeah. She's dead. And uh, then we have the detective. <laughs> and, the detective is investigating the car crash because he thinks the car crash was a hit and run, <laughs> uh, which I don't understand how it could be, how you can wreck your car and then run away because your car's wrecked. Anyway, we yeah. didn't see it. It doesn't matter. But um, so he gets in there and as far as anybody knows, it's a car crash, but this guy thinks it was a hit and run. And he's like, okay, well, uh, were you um, were you planning on seeing her again? And Joe's like, well, yes, of course. I was planning on seeing her again. We were, we were in love. We were together. We were, we were in a relationship. And then he's like, had you been intimate with her? And he's like, yes, of course. <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to ask, but uh, we did find semen in her. And it's like, what the hell? Like, what? And then Joe says, like, hey, what kind of questions are these? As as you would. Jeremy, let me ask you this question. <laughs> let me ask you this. You're married, right? <laughs> yep. Okay. I love Joy. Like, like I don't want to, like, I, oh, God, I even feel weird. I even feel weird doing, like, this is a joke. Let's say if, let's say I'm a cop. Okay. And I live in wherever the hell Michigan you live. And uh, something happens to Joy and, you know, she unfortunately gets in a wreck and, and, and passes away. And I go up and I, I, I come up to you and I'll be like, uh, hello, Mr. Pluto. My name's uh, Detective Chadwick. How are you doing? Let me ask you a few questions about the death of your wife. And I asked you these questions. Uh, I'm not going to... I'm. I'm <laughs> I don't even want to say them to you, but let's just say, let's just cut it. And let's just say, I asked you these questions the way that this guy did. And we didn't know each other. Or even if we did know each other, let's <laughs> like, how am I not walking out of your house without getting punched? I don't know because that has nothing to do with a car accident. Yeah. In the first place. <laughs> Welcome back from the edit folks. Oh. But yeah, there's no there's no reason for any of that. I yeah, guess. it's one of the things that I think about. <laughs> it was just like with like all the rift track stuff I've th- I've seen. I think like that is something that comes up in my mind. Just like a lot is just like one of the 
<laughs> one of the biggest spit takes in Riff Tracks history. We uh, found semen in here. What? 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 As if Stop. the car accident we just witnessed wasn't enough. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we get past that, and he goes and he continues to investigate the car crash. And then uh, Joe is like, "Oh, I'm so sad. Every I'm so sad because my girlfriend is dead." <laughs> right? And he's outside someplace, and he just happens to see a woman who looks exactly like Evelyn, only she's, you know all skanked up now uh, with a long brunette hair. And yeah, so she's got different color hair and that's yeah, about like, it. Like, like Evelyn was blonde and she dressed very, you know, she wore like long dresses and this and that. Claudia, we know her name because it's on a gigantic tramp stamp on her back. Like is it like 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 this this iron on tattoo or whatever James Van got? It's huge, and they hey, it's better to... than the tattoo from Lincoln Colony. Oh, were they actually like see? <laughs> where it's not just like uh, where they're just trying to like not actually apply it. James Van actually applied this 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 tramp stamp to this woman's body. Hopefully he didn't do it. I mean, yeah. So she's wearing like these. Um, I don't know what you call them. Uh, hip huggers or like low cut jeans, where you know, you, you know, kind of you know stuff that you would get at Forever Twenty One or whatever, and um, you know, like just stuff that kind of like skankier ish stuff than Evelyn would wear. So Claudia's n- not really like. Evelyn at all, except she looks exactly like her, only she's wearing a brunette wig. So he starts stalking that woman, follows her to a hotel room, and she's like, oh. And so he gets up to the hotel and like, oh, you followed me, you creep. Come on in. You know? Yeah. Very realistic. Yeah. They start dating and um, he... This is where the hero becomes like not the hero because he starts like, hey, I want you to look more like my girlfriend that just died. And she's like, no, I'm Claudia, not Evelyn. Okay, well, if it, it'll make you love me more, I'll be more like Evelyn. And so like, and he's just like hammers at home, right? And there's a bit of a contradiction coming up upon the reveal that, oh my God, Claudia is a clone of Evelyn. Um, <laughs> now, for like, I'd say for about 10, 15 minutes in the movie, in movie time, Joe was just hammering Claudia to be more like Evelyn. Yes. Right. Yeah. He was and very much like, grooming her into this other person. Yeah. So, and then when she finds out that, hey, I'm actually a clone of Evelyn. He flips out. Like, you're not Evelyn. You're just a bad copy. It's like, wait a second. That's what you were doing. You were trying to make her more like Evelyn. And now that you're just find out she's a literal clone of Evelyn. I mean, yeah, it's not Evelyn. She's I mean, he's right on just like a factual level that it's like that. She's not really Evelyn, but she's a clone of Evelyn. So he's right there. 
But from a moral standpoint of what he was trying to do and got her to do, it's just like, dude, that's what you wanted. You creepo. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what you were going for. Yeah. So anyway, so like now he's like morally outraged. Like you're not Evelyn. You'll never be Evelyn, even though that's exactly what I wanted you to be. Um, anyway, uh, we find out that Dr. G is um, playing God and um, something, something, something smash cut to the end. OK, so uh, he and uh, he's. He takes Joe and Claudia hostage and he goes off on this weird atheist rant. <laughs> yeah, it's so bizarre. What I don't get it. Like, I'm not sure what Jimmy Noodles was going for in this. It's the weirdest thing. And then um, Seaman Man shows up, shoots <laughs> Dr. G. He dies and uh, Claudia dies and it's a big, sad ending. The end. (laughs) James, no, I don't understand what the point of this movie was. Cloning is bad. I don't know. But what Joe was trying to do with his grooming of of Claudia, I don't know. Like, is that worse? Yes. Like, but does James Wen know that? Probably not. Just, just. I, I, it makes me wonder if he, if never mind, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> so, ah, uh, welcome back to the edit, everybody. I've yes, grossed Jeremy out. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, replica. If you haven't seen it and you don't want to buy it, if you have uh, the Rift Tracks Friends subscription, oh, is it, it is friends? on there to watch. Yes, it is. And uh, so, you know, go watch it that way if you don't want to. Uh, if you don't want to buy and, and have digital rights to a James Wen movie. Another James Wen movie. I, I look, I own this movie Rift and Unrift. So we so don't do have to ask, like, would you watch this movie Unrift? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant because I have watched it Unrift. Yes, same here. I've watched it Unrift and I probably won't ever do so again. <laughs> but I think that's enough about, uh, about James Wen here. And now for something completely different. Yay! Now we get to talk about claymation. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, this one is... Uh, We're talking about Gumby, folks. Gumby the movie. Gumby the movie. Now, uh, we do have uh, some history with Gumby in this fandom with Mystery Science Theater and Season 9, where we got... That just squares my breasts. Yes, the short robot rumpus. Uh, right before the Screaming Skull. But, yeah, so we, we do have a history of Gumby being riffed a little bit. But this movie, like, okay, I we just have to talk about the movie because... Yeah, yeah, let's talk about the history of the movie It's itself. very weird that this movie was even made. Now, this movie was finished in 1992, and it sat on a shelf for three years until they found a company to distribute it. And it was distributed October 4th, 1995. Now, here's the thing. Now, before you continue, Jeremy. Yes. When I found out that this was released in 1995, I was like, 95? I was like, 95 for me. Like, I remember a lot about 95 and the movies that came out that year. Like, Mortal Kombat. 
I, I think like, why don't I remember this coming out? In like like in theaters, I had a theatrical run. I was like, "How could I have forgotten this?" Like I, I wasn't that young. I was fourteen. Yeah. Do you know why? Because a month later, Toy Story came out. Yep. And uh, completely made claymation irrelevant forever. <laughs> yep. We never Basically. got. We never. We never got a, another California Raisins uh, Christmas special again <laughs> after that. Yeah. But I mean, okay, in the year that that uh, Mortal Kombat, Die Hard 3, Clueless, 7, all these movies were coming out, you know, there's also Gumby. Like uh, Gumby 1. Okay. Gumby 1, yes, they called it Gumby 1 on the title screen. Uh, this movie made $57,000 in the box it? office. And it had a budget of $2.8 Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so embarrassed. Like I'm so embarrassed this, for Art Cloakie. <laughs> if this movie would have been made like 30 years prior even, a little bit closer to when the Gumby show was a thing in uh in from 56 in the, to 50s and 60s, yeah. 60s, yeah. Like then maybe it would have done better. I you know, at least a little bit, right? Cuz it's it's more relevant. It would have to. Than waiting Thirty years to make a movie, it, oh, and it's so it's so weird. Like it's not bad. It's That's like not- like all the claymation is is well done as you would yes. expect. I mean, but it's just the plot of the movie. It's, it's incomprehensible. I there's mean, kind of one. We could sit here and try to dissect like you know like we like we usually do with these movies. And go through like the events of Gumby the movie, <laughs> it's but so I think funny. it would be completely pointless. I'll, I'll give you a quick a quick rundown of, okay. of things that happen in this movie. Okay, so uh, Gumby and Pokey fly down from the moon as clay slabs, and they turn into Gumby and Pokey. And uh, Gumby has a band, the Clay Boys. They have a dog, uh, Low Belly, who's who's so close to the ground that he has to ride around on a skateboard on his belly. Uh, whenever the Clay Boys perform, the dog cries pearls. Okay, so <laughs> as they're riding riding around in one of the books that they travel into down on the farm. Uh, what is they, that about? <laughs> like, I okay, I don't know. That was like a big thing, I guess, in the old show. They could just go into books and go through the stories. But uh, we see a savings and loan building, and then we see an old lady passing out when she checks her mail, and they 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 wake her up, and it turns out, oh, the the savings and loan they're they're taking the the farm because they didn't make the payments. And they're like, oh, well, that sucks. Okay, bye. And they drive down the road, and they see, like, four more old ladies passed out in the road because their farms are all getting taken over. So all of a sudden, we get into a subsidized farm loans. And, uh, yeah, they decide that they're going to play their music to save the farms. And then How does they, get that captured. Yeah. they get captured, and they make robot duplicates. And there's a, uh, a laser sword battle, we'll call it. Where uh, Gumby gets 
sliced up into like seven pieces and turns into a bunch of little versions of himself and runs yeah. away from the robot Gumby. Because every and, part uh, contains a hole. <laughs> and they uh, they end up melting the robots. They get them a little bit wet and they like melt. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters turns out she can fly and shoot goo balls at people out of her mouth. It's just insane. And that that's the movie. And then they they saved the farm because the dog cried enough pearls and they had a television appearance and the end. They, go they fly back, back to space. space. Yeah. You're just you're at the end and you're just like, what did I just watch? Okay, here's here's my defense of the movie <laughs> is that it's it's not about whatever the hell you just said. <laughs> what this thing really was, it was um, a uh, just a showcase for what Art Cloakey and his crew can do with claymation. Because Rip I don't Cloakey. think, yeah, I don't think that there's a longer piece of claymation feature film than than this. I, if there is, I I, I I wouldn't know what it would be. I mean, like, what other big claymation uh, franchises are there that 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 you could name right off the top of your head? That's not the that's not Gumby or the California Raisins. Uh, yep, <laughs> I got nothing. So, I mean, as 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 far as it being a showcase for the art form, which is a valid art form, oh it yeah, holds definitely. Up. You know, it's like like if you're into that, it's impressive. As a theatrical experience in '95, <laughs> no, like no, sorry, it's 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 it yeah. it doesn't make you know like if, look if they if they spent two million dollars on it and didn't make that money back. Um, maybe the thing to have maybe getting give, getting a theatrical run and maybe getting like what a quarter of that money back. How much money did you say that it made? It made fifty seven thousand out of a budget of two point eight. <sighs> so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> I can't. Like, okay, so maybe. They thought they were gonna make more money than 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 they did, but they got to recoup some of that two million. Um, and I don't know, man. That just seems like you know we never saw any claymation after that, really. At least not on that kind of that kind of scale. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's just. But hey, we got to see the rift tracks. Like yes, here in and the rift tracks, honestly, this this is this is uh this is pretty high up there for me for this year. <laughs> like Oh, dude, uh, uh, for twenty twenty one. Oh, it's the best I, one so far. I yeah, this this beats out shrunken heads for me. This and, beats out uh, shrunken's head, shrunken heads, fungicide and double dragon. Mm-hmm. Which are, which are all are all great riffs, and we'll talk a little bit more about those when we do our recap uh, in a, in a week or two. But man, this movie! Uh, the other thing I want to mention in this movie is uh, there's human characters in this movie, and they sort of? are disturbing. 
Like, they creep me out. I'm not going to lie. I do not like, I do not like the human, the humanoid people. They're a little people. bit more, like, they're not the same models they would use in uh, Davy and Goliath. No. They're, they're like, very, uh, they're like more realistic, which is a bad move. very detailed. Yeah, which they're is a bad move detailed. for this style. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not right. It's not right. Nothing, everything about this movie is just not right. But it's a great riff. It is yeah, so good. I recommend it. I would not watch this movie unriffed. What about you? No, sir. I don't think I would be able to make it through this movie unriffed. And I mean, I can't even watch like anything Gumby wise shorts or anything unriffed. I just it does. No, no. Big no. Yeah, I'm with you there. On that note, if you uh, enjoy the podcast and you'd like to support it, you can head on over to patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast, and you can support us uh, by throwing us a couple dollars a month, and you get some fun little uh, outtakes and whatnot. Uh, There's definitely some from this episode that'll be going up. And you get some previews of what's coming up, and you know if we get new intros, we always post them there first. If you want to do that, again, that's patreon.com slash trueblueriffcast. I am Jeremy, and you can find me uh, at pbandawesome on Twitter. You can find me uh, at pbandawesome.com. And you can follow the podcast at tbriffcast on Twitter. And I'm Dave Chadwick. Uh, I'm the author of Monkey, a novel. You can check that out on Amazon. Just search for Monkey Dave Chadwick, and that'll pop right up for you. Uh, you can uh, check out my website at davechadwick.info, and I am on Twitter. I changed my handle again because I figured this was a little bit better. It's dchadwickauthor, ah. at dchadwickauthor. I like that. Yes, yeah. That is definitely better. All right, we'll see you next time right here on the True Blue Riffcast. Rock till you die. 